Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello and welcome to the NXT Super Oh, I'm from What Culture, joined by the Dally Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Cedric here to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT 2P. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT 2P, but you and I are meant to have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A really good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, join my Havlund's age week look at stupid for now, because it might not be 2.0 anymore, eh, Sage? Not even 2.0. Not even 2.0. Um, yeah, discovery. Breaking news, this, isn't it? Breaking news, breaking news. We thought that in order to remodel the building, which basically involves... The um, incredibly arduous task of turning out every single light to make it really bleak and intense <laughs> and boring and crap and Triple H. We initially thought it would take a couple of weeks for the full rebrand to take effect. And um, there are spoilers out there. I've not read them. No. And quite easy to avoid, actually. <laughs> um, suggesting that they've got all of this stuff in the can. Two episodes taped in the can in order to facilitate... Two weeks of week that would enable them to, you know, completely redesign the, the gimmick. It's just changing some bloody graphics on an LED. Mm. It should take, like, you don't have to, I don't know, whatever. Ultimately, on the YouTube channel, WWE official YouTube, they have a little gimmick where they say, oh, it's, two point, it's NXT and you should watch it. Like an advert. <laughs> and uh, I watched this and it just says, NXT tonight. I'm thinking, what? What? <laughs> There's no 2.0. The logo's there, and it's just, I think the NXT thing just starts tonight. Slapped atop the color palette that we're used to. This is paint splashes everywhere. So it's like, maybe things are going to be all right, NXT. Like, oh. Oh. It's, uh, I think it'll be a gradual phase out of something that actually started to get a little bit of numbers by yeah. the end. <laughs> Just to facilitate Triple H's pathetic um, whims. Vindictive agenda. Which, as I say, is kind Failed. of a, a perfect fit on Raw and SmackDown. But yeah, in the one place, the destination um, of his biggest professional failing is now a, a thing that he's going to pretend didn't happen. So number one, he does the interview with Errol Hawani, and we delve into that quite a lot. But just to kind of like get some numbers, get some conversation going, he says, yeah, they're developmental, so what? 
and he's therefore well. It was the out- third brand in Survivor Series yeah. 2019 in the in the one. So he's like out loud acknowledging. So it's the number one brand. AEW <laughs> a- 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 beat the flagship, if anything. <laughs> he's like out- acknowledging out loud that they lost. Thus, in a roundabout way, vindicating maybe not the aggressive sexualized remodeling of NXT, but certainly a remodeling of it, a remodeling of the idea. Acknowledging that, and then turn it back into the thing that he's acknowledged he's just lost. Mm-hmm. Make mind up, Paul. What is it? Like, so if, this, if, it's, if you're at least saying, yeah, the beta development brand, you're saying, yeah, so what? It was a loser brand all along, was it? So what's your fix to this? Taking it back to being a loser brand. Now it's finally <laughs> started getting an audience again. We'll do away with that. Yeah, I think I think he's got. Obviously, we'll review these next couple of weeks because there's still drops of of what we used to love in and around this show, like the Clash of the Titans. We're going to be discussing a little bit later on. <laughs> little dribbles yeah. of spunk remaining. But after that, he has one week, and then I think we, we collectively can make an executive decision the three most powerful people on this podcast network. Certainly in the 2.0 universe, I think. <laughs> to announce the closing down of the NXT review and the starting up of the new NXT Level Up review. <laughs> Here we go, because that's where they're all going to be pissed off to, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Welcome to A Stacks in the Dark, where <laughs> AW's YouTube content is reviewed by Stacks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I have no idea what to expect. There's going to be a stab in the dark, but Stacks... It is now. That is all right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just the word shot. Just, just, just all right. Shot okay, in the dark, okay, but stack. Shot. Stab is better. But um, I've, yeah, I've no idea what to expect from this show. Whether or not still we're going to have any fun with it, or whether it's just going to be back to Sid. What do you make of this three and a half star match? Sure was three and a half stars. Yeah, sure was three and a half stars by the usual uh, consensus metric. <laughs> so yeah, we got this this week and next week are taped, aren't they? What? This week and next week are ta- taped. Yeah, yeah. It's the other end of when 2.0 first started, and you had Tommaso Ciampa as the first champion. I love it here, always have. And this is the other side of that. You've got love the that. 2.0 guys that are now presented as like the legend figures. Time for me to like Cora Jade. Time for me to walk away. You're putting over some <laughs> boring mid-range worker. Guess I'm gonna have to leave my skateboard. Behind. Loads of other people do like retro reviews, like that boots, but it's a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Should we? Just Wendy do- too just like leaves the eye mask. I can see clearly. After all, <laughs> maybe it's time for all of us to wake up. Uh, <laughs> should we just do a retro review of NXT 2.0? Just go back to the beginning. Uh, start again. Start again from last September. There is a great podcast. It's non wrestling related, so I heartily recommend it. Because um, it won't affect our position in any charts. Mm. It's called The Worst Idea of All Time, and two comedians review the same film every week for a year. What? And by the end, much like, much like 2.0, like it sort of becomes their own universe more than the film, and it's always a bad film. So they did like Grown Ups 2, Sex and the City 2, and they put one out to a fan vote, and they were made to watch Sex and the City 1 after they'd done Sex and the City 2. <laughs> it's good. They gradually unravel week after week. It's really funny. Um, and the, it just becomes its own in universe thing. I'm thinking that should be our 2.0. We never leave 2.0. Like, NXT carries up for years, and it's just, well, it's without our sixth watch of episode seven of 2.0. Either that, or, yeah, we just build our own universe, and then at the end of each podcast, run through the six matches that actually happened on the episode of NXT. So, uh, JD McDonough had a work rate victory there, didn't he, Sige? Yeah, I think only Lorcan was um, really good in the match. Um, <laughs> probably went about four minutes too long. Um, being in the work was good. There's nothing to complain about, and that's that's how Triple H gets you. That's how, that's how Triple H wins. Apparently, we could do. I can't complain too much. 
that's Triple H for you. We could do. I a, can. A, we could do a five star hey, review. This restaurant didn't give me food poisoning. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Like a short crap and wrestling related five star review. Like every week we break into the NXT review to review one thing that somebody requests from the 2.0 yes. era, just to keep its spirit alive amongst something that will definitely be skippable. Like, can you imagine a week where there isn't something worth skipping on Triple H's NXT? And I, I reckon we could get away with it, you know, because no one, all the everyone who joins us for this kind of is already, they know what they're getting every week from the, or what they used to be and getting. Based on the replies to tweets and engagement, they're not watching. Yeah, I was going to say, no one's going to, no one's going to snitch tag us and be like, you know, you didn't review. Uh, <laughs> this week. Thought, I'd like to hear a review of that. So, yes. Yeah. So we're going to start reviewing Sex in the City 2, uh, two, yeah. week, two weeks today. No, uh, let's talk about this show because there, mm. there is some good stuff in there. Um, you Bat Boy, who hangs upside down from uh, the, the roof whilst he gets a shave or something, um, is facing the boy who needs a shave, Tyler Bates, <laughs> to see who will face uh, Brom Breaker next. To be fair, this will be probably a decent match considering the guys involved in it. Three and three quarters, 16 minutes of it, probably could have went 12. Yeah. A very, Welcome back. A very, very <laughs> Triple H match in one of the top spots on this show to kick off his new era of this brand, I guess. I don't know. The problem with this, I will, and this again, there's going to be so many comparisons where it's like, you know, at least with 2.0, they did this thing. Generally, when Bron Breaker steamrolled through somebody, if there was any afters, it was very much just to segue into the new thing. This feels like, like, oh, like Bruce Pritchard and them lot had a go with uh, JD McDonough and right at the end had a go with Tyler Bate. I want to play with them too. So he's like, he's putting them, but these two Brom Breaker losers back in a match against one another because he thinks he can do it better. I loved the Tyler Bate Brom Breaker match. I think it's the best version of a bad idea, which is making Brom Breaker have these long matches. The Bate one's as good as that was going to get, I think. But I don't want to see it again. He's beaten conclusively. JD McDonough was immediately established as a second tier loser the second he like came in, made his big statement and lost as well. <laughs> so I'm kind of dreading this being like a, a triple threat where Bron beats them both. It's like these are his toughest challengers and he's beaten both on the same goddamn name. So, which means we're either not getting a finish or we're getting one of them disputed ones where it's like a German suplex and both sets of shoulders were down. Uh, so yeah. they're, they're both losers, but then they frame it as like, they're both winners in a way, if you look at it differently. And, they, and Bron beats them both. But what does that really achieve? Nothing. Nothing at all. He's, he's beating them both clean. If that doesn't happen, and one of these guys simply wins, then what useless booking? <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. What are, literally, what are we doing here? If you lose, you lose. You go for a different goal, or you maybe turn. There should be some character development in the event of a loss that isn't basically going into the title picture is an infinite loop yeah like where does it end where does this logic end if you've lost right you should just lose and go on to different things like right okay i lost got my arse kicked can't do accents <laughs> tyler bait uh, that's one of the two, one, one of them one of them lost got my ass handed to me um you know i'm not done in nxt i still want to succeed that's, that's something I'll you do. have to go to back of the line that's what yeah. i was taught yeah. growing up back of the line you know i need to build myself back up Either you say, right, okay, I need to do the hard work if I'm a baby face, or if, I, if I'm a heel, say something like, uh, I don't know. Usually don't, don't really take the blame. So they could say, ah, oh, I got screwed. That's Scottish. <laughs> they, they didn't give him an escape patch, did they? He was basically like saying, losing's actually the other real quiz. Yeah. He got hit with a finisher and then went up and went, do it again. Yeah, yeah do like, it again. I like that, bro. I like that. I like that, bro. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, I don't know what to do, but they don't, don't do this. Because where does... Logically, if you extrapolate this, 
just don't do it. <laughs> it's boring. <laughs> it's an excuse to get a good match. Yeah. Great. A good match against two people who probably aren't worthy of being on telly. Telly wrestling is its own art form. Entire bit is already good at it. This has probably he, happened on NXT UK as well, hasn't it? Yes. If such a thing was real. It, did did like, a takeover match? These two fellas. Oh, yeah. And I didn't like it very much. Uh, I was told it was great. And it's left absolutely no cultural impression. Falsest, fakest praise ever, those UK takeovers. Jesus oh, Christ. Disgusting. There's actually some great stuff on there, but you couldn't really Ugh. let yourself like it because don't sleep on NXT UK. <laughs> Even though I'm going to do that until the next takeover, which didn't <laughs> yeah. actually happen. And then oh, are you watching Vince McMahon? Are you watching Vince McMahon? No. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Ow. Remember when he had to say, oh, I'm going to do it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, I love it. So I've got no interest in this. I don't buy any of them beating Braun because if uh, if either of them were going to beat Braun, they would have beaten Braun. Yeah, same. I, the first thing I thought when I saw this pairing specifically was no finish, disputed finish, triple threat. Yeah, you might be right there. Yikes. It's back. Shawn Michaels <laughs> sucks, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Already got a booking. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, Sid, a match you are genuinely looking forward to tonight is uh, the second in the uh, two... What's it called? I was about to say two out of three falls match. Two out of three matches match. Yeah, best of five series. Best of three, I think. Best of three, is it? I think it's a best of three. It'll be over tonight if it's best of three, isn't it? Well, it's not going to be. What a spoiler. Nathan Nathan Fraser uh, versus Axiom. uh, I thought it would be a funny voice for Axiom. Axiom. Good, not great. There's more to that somewhere. somewhere. Stacksy. Have a think. Make it better. Okay. Not just yet. Not just yet. I'll put you on the spot. Okay. you can, uh, that could be one of your jobs. 
Do the math. Funny little jobs like you okay. do. Okay, what about this? Go to the, go <laughs> go <laughs> go little jobs. Go to these funny voices. Because isn't Axiom like a comic book guy? Yes. Okay, so what about Axiom? No! Always got one in the back pocket. Always have one in the holster. Always a voice or always a button. (laughs) (laughs) The first time you're D's nuts, does. But yeah, Axiom 1 0 up. So Nathan Fraser's winning tonight then. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Uh, Nathan Fraser. You know what would be nice? Something I'm not going to do is watching the first match back because they probably will put some effort into. Say if Nathan Fraser got hit by a move from Axiom, this time he's probably going to scout it, and there's probably going to be loads of little loving details that they're going to put in this match to build on the match that exists in the first place. But like wrestling moves too quickly for for its own good. Like I'm never ever going to go back and watch that ever, even though it probably would behoove me as a critic to be able to really sense the continuity of the story and to see how many layers they're putting into it. Um, so I'm not I'm not going to do that though. Um, but I gather that they will probably do something like this, so that should be good. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. The match should be very good. Yes. The winner's predictable because we know how these things go. Uh, you know what I am going to do tonight? What's that? I might go back to the Moon Kingdom. Okay. It's Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, I thought you talked about where Cameron Grimes and uh, <laughs> had their title match. <laughs> because the Moon Kingdom was like such a cool level where you can do the most like ridiculous long jumps to get to places where ordinarily, if gravity were different, you would just simply die on the way mm-hmm. to. And the timing them was a thrill. But at the time, I was getting a bit anxious about the Bowser fight. So I couldn't really just enjoy and luxuriate in this beautiful atmosphere and these like really cool game mechanics. But there's always more power moons to get. So I think I'm going to go searching for power moons in the moon kingdom and just enjoy zipping about. You know what I love as well in Odyssey? Yeah. Um... In the Mushroom Kingdom, but these are everywhere in the game. The little flowers that you throw Cappy on and it just whizzes you about. And if you get a nice chain going, it's just so exhilarating. Yeah, yeah, they send you for a little ride. Yeah. I like like the Moon Kingdom when you go in the church, knowing that the wedding drama is over. You can just, you know when you go in the church? Where the I've never gone over. back to the level. Aye, well, when you, sort of in the story, when you're in there and it's like, oh, things are going to kick off now, we're at the wedding. I'm going to have to deal with Bowser directly. There's no sky in this one. Now we only go in the church, it's just nice and peaceful ah. and serene. It's all as it was. There's guests still hanging around That's there. That's one of my favourite bits of the game is yeah. when you go to the world that you make better by getting rid of the baddies. Then yeah. you can just do these really low stakes, like puzzly bits or like races or just like nice, just wander around this nice world without any... The bouncing ball racing with... Um, like in the Snow Kingdom or whatever it's called, is fantastic. Oh, where well you got to like yeah, build momentum, and you got to like just bounce off the wall. If you bump, if you bounce into like the proper sharp turns, and you go halfway yes. up the track, oh, if you get the time right, in front of them, it's lush. Oh, what it's a great. what a what a game! Yeah, so much better than anything on the show that we're previewing. Correct. You ever played Super Mario? You got a Switch? You haven't played it. Super Mario Odyssey is great. Mm-hmm. It is so great given to me for free by Josh Brown of What Culture <gasps> Gaming with the highest recommendation when I got the oh, Switch. Oh, your majesty. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's class. It's absolutely brilliant. Gets like nines and tens out of ten in all the review. When you look at the reviews yeah. online. Well, Mario games are the best. Yeah. They are the absolute best. And this so is pinnacle, maybe the best of the best, I think. Pinnacle of the form. I love 64. It has aged. That 3D camera can be a pain in the arse. And frankly, it gets a little bit too platformy by the end and the camera can't deal with it. But it still holds up. That's great. You ever played Super Mario Galaxy 1 or 2 on the Wii? Beautiful game. Several incredible ideas. I can never feel right with that Wii controller. 
Mario Kart was where they got the like the Wii controller right, I think. Mm. Like Mario Kart, it's not as good as Mario Kart on the Switch, but it's nearly there. Yeah, like those wheel gimmicks that you could attack—that felt that like worked. The, yeah. That worked. The, you have to use the nunchuck and the remote control oh, thing yeah. from Mario, and it's, oh, I can never gosh. get it to feel right. You can hold it as if it was a controller, just with the opposite sides not connected. But I have to do this. It's just unwieldy. And there are bits in the game that I find impossible. The Switch really is the perfection that the Wii was on the road to, isn't it? Yeah. Like when you think, I forgot about that nunchuck element of the control. I always yeah. think the Wii just as the one single stick, but it wasn't, was it? You did need both you for need those both games. For like those games. It just did not work for me no. at all. There's, game, there's bits where you have to like sort of gently guide Mario around some vehicle and avoid like various dangers. And it's just, I cannot move him. I cannot move him. <laughs> and I gave up and I rage quit. My youngest son is banging a deluxe at the moment. He got that for his birthday. Mario Brothers Deluxe U, I think it's called, for the Switch. And it's the first time he's played a Mario that, like, I would be more au fait with. Like, Odyssey was my sort of first one, like 64, because I've never really played that. But the side-scrolling Mario, he's now banging. There's a time limit, which is unusual for him, having played Odyssey, where you just get... Ages and yeah. ages to explore. Now, like, he's not as stressed by the time limit and realises there is actually a purpose to getting through the level. He absolutely loves it, rather than stopping having to break every brick and get every yeah. bonus. The extra little bonuses. You can have, like, ice balls instead of fireballs now. Ah. So you can freeze baddies and throw them. And there's just, there's, like, the details that they've added aren't those ones where they've just killed the fun. They are the new bonuses you can have, like Mario can get wings and other little things like that that are off, like, Mario 2 and Mario yeah. 1. But it's not made it too busy. I struggled with what was the one like you said Super it, Mario 3D World 3D World like sometimes the, I didn't like the 3D engine to it like you couldn't see round corners as clean as I would have liked so going back to side scroll has been the quite Mario nice. Kart level but on foot in that game is oh absolutely yes. incredible and I, a top five ever Mario experience for me that it's just so exhilarating so much fun the retro moments on Odyssey are gorgeous. Yes, they are like the, the way in which they fold the old Marios into this brand new game with this gorgeous graphics engine. If anyone wants a full Mario podcast, yeah, yeah. speak to Tailford. <laughs> <laughs> what culture gaming podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, yeah, Nathan Fraser to win. Yes. Uh, I would like to do top five personal Mario moments. Like Just the five best moments in any Mario game that you've played. You never forget that feeling the first time somebody told you on the very first Mario on the Nintendo to run across the top and get into the warp zone. You know, like the yeah, first time somebody, yeah. did, oh my God, I can go straight to level five. I don't have to play the game that has been lovingly poured over. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> the slide in Mario 64, I remember just the joy. The first slide, it's like, why didn't people think of to do this in a game before? And that's what separates Mario. Only just rest. yesterday, only just yesterday discovered um, in battle mode on Mario Kart on the Switch, the uh, where you have to like, it's called Shine Thief, where you just drive around with a star and you've just got a last... 60 seconds or 30 seconds, whatever it is, with the star in this, like, battle dome where every other car is just trying to get you. Uh, and it's, all I've ever done is Grand Prix and things like that, and it's gripping. Uh, it's absolutely gripping. I try that. Both kids were playing, like, it was a three-player, then my <laughs> wife was playing four-player. Smashed them all and kept that shot. Smashed. <laughs> One favourite yeah. Mario yeah. memory? Are you not a Mario guy? Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as much of a Mario guy as you guys. I, I still remember finding out about drifting in Mario Kart and going, well, what's going on here? This I is can't amazing. do it. I, you I could. cannot drift. Oh God! I used to drift like drift out the ass. Yeah. On sixty four, switch. I find it a little bit more difficult. I can't do it. Yeah, my seven year old son can. <laughs> mm. He wins every race now. That is the key to victory. <laughs> well, from generations of the Dudleys enduring Mario Kart to the generation of Jades. <laughs> oh, 
God. That's good, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's impressive. Uh, it continues into its second year tonight. Cora Jade <laughs> versus Wendy Chu. Oh, Christ. Oh, no. Yeah, Wendy Chu is obnoxious. Yeah. And I want that character to be scrapped. I don't want to have to watch her anymore in but that gimmick. Go back into Thousand Year Dragon. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the option, isn't it? Well, I prefer. I'm, honestly, I cannot tell you how much I prefer that. So you think Boa shows up tonight? <laughs> I've got to hope so. I hate Wendy Chu. I just think f- fundamentally, as a baby face, she's very obnoxious. The the cadence of her promos is very nay nay in the nay nay, mm-hmm. which means she's here forever because that's Triple H's booking for you. And I think the match will be bad or not great. And it's one of those where it's like, right, okay, it's fun to bury. <laughs> Up to a point. And then by the seventh or eighth minute, you're watching someone wrestling on one scene. It's stupid. Yeah, I can't disagree too much with that. Cora Jade wins, hitting it with the stick when the referee isn't looking. Because that's a thing now. She's got the stick rather than the skateboard. Mm-hmm. Got a stick? Uh, she's got a black Kendall Kendall stick. stick. Uh, so she hits it with Christ. that. But I like the Cora Jade stuff in general. I think that the I was praising it last week, how they kind of like made you realize that stuff has happened to this character over the last 12 months. Like, logical developments in this otherwise illogical world. And I do have a lot of faith in the eventual payoff matches helping Cora Jade because she's in there with people that are going to help her get better. That's the point of a developmental. The gimmick was already half over. This won't be good, but I think it'll help her. After last night's Raw, all I can think of is, oh, distraction finish. Uh, Roxanne Perez comes down to ringside and Cora Jade loses. She's already done an NNNA there. I think it was me and Murray were doing it, so you must have been off doing something. But she's already distracted her in a match where it was Cora Jade versus, I think, it was Cora Jade versus, uh, oh, what's her face? She used to team with Yoshirai. It was Joey Stark, I think. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, the And also in the women's division, uh, Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley teaming up to challenge Toxic Attraction. Oh, Christ, this is what, what's terrible. What's on the horizon for Toxic Attraction I going forward? I do not care. In case you couldn't tell by their terrible SmackDown matches, a main roster call-up is on the way. Uh, it's happening. They're as good as gone now, I think. So this, <laughs> it's funny. Like, Toxic Attraction playing their kind of locker room leader role. Like, yeah, laying down on the way out. Like, you've got to put the young guys over. Yeah. And, and like, you know, they're pretty young guys themselves, to be honest. But they're going to be seen as, like, the greatest NXT Women's Tag Champions ever. Blah, blah, blah. Christ, what a combination of words. Yeah, just like, nobody's any good, but they get to lose on the way out because they've been promoted now. They kind of seem to be gradually, not splitting up Toxic Extraction, but separating them two from Mandy Rose, whose own title reign will eventually probably come to an end too. Yeah, they're losing tonight, and this is, like, theoretically, I think, going to be the big night for Ivy Nile especially. I hope so. Yeah. I like Ivy Nile a lot, and I think hopefully there can be some sort of reminder of... I remember when she came in and, like, she just walked to the side of her side of the ring and just held herself up on the ropes, and we were like, yeah. who's this? I think she's great. I think, like, ultimately, it doesn't... And, like, and it shouldn't matter, by the way, but it doesn't matter... Like where her fundamentals are at when you've already got things that make you interesting. And I think she's got a lot about her that is interesting. She's got a lot of natural charisma. She's well cast in the Diamond Mine role, or was, if she's, I'm assuming she's not even really a part of that thing. But she was very well cast in that. She looked like a, a dangerous fighter of a wrestler compared to a lot of the other part time job, like characters and gimmicks that they had in this show. So I, I don't really mind if this match is rubbish or Ivy Nile still can't give. Because you take time with people to get them better. She's got enough of the other stuff. 
That's it. Just a good point. Does Damien Kemp want everyone in Diamond Mine to lose? In which case, is he going <laughs> to come <laughs> out here? You can't really. You don't no. see man and women. No. Physicality. But which Jensen does. His music could gag. His music could play. Like Riddles did. His music could just play. And I would not give what? And be frozen. And everyone else going to go, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> what on earth does Damon Kemp's music sound like? That would make you stop in your tracks, to be fair. Is this? Huh? <laughs> uh, did I miss a debut or something? Is it, are you 29 people in this year's Royal Rumble? <laughs> it's not AJ Styles. Uh, finally... Um, oh, good. We have got the... Oh, got there very quickly. Mm, the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. It's like we're trying to subconsciously tell Triple H to like, get to the point with get these matches the on it. Yeah. That's going to be really funny if... Not funny. Like, I don't take genuine enjoyment out of this, but all this time that they've put into Joe Gacy courting Cameron Grimes and then they just go, oh, you're not doing that anymore. <laughs> uh, you're Grizzled Young Veterans again and you're just... Back to doing whatever you want to do again. It was a bit like the accents, the, well, the, not accents, but the dear voices were dropped a little bit in that pull apart last week, weren't they? Like they kind of were just permitted to just speak like normal humans. Who's yeah. in the hoodie? Who's in the red hoodie? Maybe we'll get that mystery paid off tonight. We have to know tonight. this. Who's in the red hoodie? The white rabbit. Boa. Look at his <laughs> face. It literally looks like, you know that um, golden retriever face on the meme? Yeah. It's like it's having <laughs> this is loving its life. It's you. Anyway, yeah, what was the question? Well, on one side of the ring, uh, Michael Cedric, you have the locker room leader. And then, interestingly enough, the other side, you have the sort of, how can I put this, horde of the locker room. Because it's Sanger versus Wanger. <laughs> <laughs> von, von Wagner, sorry. Tonight. Jesus. Don't wink at me. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is going to be trash, is it not? Absolutely. I cannot wait. Like, this oh, is, I'm so excited for if this. This is like even a hundredth. As bad good as um, Nails versus El Gigante. Oh! I will be phenomenally happy. I want this to be terrible. I want this to reek. I uh, I just love the idea of what Sanger gonna do. Yeah. He's got. He's done he's a lot take of talk. Six matches of experience. Von Wagner's gonna do some big move or something. He's gonna be like, stay down. Then he just won't. He's got too much fight and too much love and respect for just business that he won't stay down. I love the idea like that. The, I'm sorry. I love you. I know you've, <laughs> yeah. you've contributed. I'm sorry, I love you. You've contributed so much to this business. I'm sorry. I love you. But what about what about the, the, what about instead? Right, Von Wagner hits him with. Some sort of kill shot, or maybe a chair shot, or super whatever. kick and pedigree, right? Something like that puts him down, right? And it's just like he's out, he's out, he's done, like he's not moving. And then Von Wagner walks over to ringside and disrespects a little earlier. And Sanger does the Undertaker sit up. <laughs> so there's loads that can play with here. But at the end of the day, that Sanger is the most experienced man in that locker room. He's extremely wise. Um, he's just an absolute, just the most profoundly respected guy in that locker room, hence why he's the appointed leader, hence why everyone seeks his counsel. But maybe it is just time to go. So maybe he does go, I'm sorry, I loved you. It's like, we admire and will never stop respecting everything you gave her business. <laughs> but it is a, you have been around the block once too many times. Yeah. You don't, want to su- you don't want to sully that legacy. In fact, I respect your legacy so much that I feel like I'm the one, actually, who should be curating it. Me, Von Wagner, I'm going to put you down for good. Or... Maybe Sanger, yeah, Sanger, has got, <laughs> s- got so many tricks up his sleeve, yeah. accumulated over the years yep. of just 
elite world-class level craft that is going to be busting out counters to counters to counters. <laughs> um, what's the expression? Um, nice try, Wendy Chu, but I don't sleep. That. <laughs> the other expression is, I've forgotten more than you'll ever know. Yes. So, you know, Von Wagner goes for like the, the sixth or seventh chain of offense. And Von Wagner will go, no, no, I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> 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 and, uh, he wins or something. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Have you got Sanger or Wanger? <laughs> <laughs> it's at the, uh, Von Wagner. Yes, me too. Because, well, obviously, because Sanger's, we've discussed a lot today, but obviously Sanger's probably just going straight to the main roster now. Like, he's done as much as he can in this brand. He's already, must have already been there. Straight up to Legends House. The queue for his Hall of Fame induction is going to be so big. Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby are going to have to jump it to get in front because it's going to be so vast. That's the kind of guy Sanger is. That's what legacy we're talking about here. Uh, Von Wagner gets the big win. Like, joking aside, and that's impossible because this entire match and the reason it exists is a joke, it will be telling here who wins and loses, oddly enough, because Triple H is at the wheel. We know this. Who does he want in these dying days of 2.0 to make us care about going forward? One of these weird losers <laughs> is going to theoretically <laughs> be, re- be really important to the long-term future of his supposedly serious and back the way you like it, the way you remember it. And these guys are crap, and yet they've been presented as like, like irresistible force, immovable object, Hogan Savage, Hogan Warrior, you know. The thing is, it's like... <sighs> Von Wagner's still like a raw young athlete that's probably, probably having more matches than Sanger. Like, I know it's a really nice post-retirement gig, um, but like the likes of Norman Smiley and uh, Matt Bloom really can't do this forever. <laughs> I, th- I think Sanger's probably going to have to step into their shoes. I really do. New series are tough enough. You've like, got know, Sanger there as one of the coaches. Like, I know it's hard to let go. So I didn't want to leave the memories alone. <laughs> yeah. so, so, honestly, like I was watching the Forbidden Domain event, and I thought, my God, Hiroshi Tanahashi is a genius. But one of the reasons why I kind of had that feeling was like because you're not the Tanahashi of 2012. Yes. He's kind of got that um, like that midriff. Yeah, is muffining mm. yeah, a little fair. bit over the tights, and he's got that posture. Where it's a bit crescent moon and he's a bit got, angle, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he's got that um, the, the laboured movements and he's so phenomenal. That like, I was watching my favourite man beat him. And I was going, Oh, come on, Tanner. Come on. He was selling was so great. My ex and my six. Yeah. <laughs> Moxley and Tanahashi. And I was just like, oh, as much as I love this Tanahashi, I think this is one of your last real big matches. Mm. And you know, I, I get the same feeling with Sanger as well. Like he's contributed so much. He's given me so many memories. The ace. The ace of this business. The ace. Sanger. One in a century <laughs> talent. I mean, the locker room, I know this is taped, but we can assume, regardless of if they need to remodel it, the locker room going to empty after the match. Oh, to give, doubt, you know, the stand ovation on the ramp. Doubt. Well, they're going to have to do it on the ramp because by my booking, because I assume they, I don't know if they take them in order, like, right, we'll take this week's and then we'll take next week's. Oh, I'd have done... Mix them all together. Have this be the last match. Brock Lesnar, big show, but break the ring. That's what I'd do. Yeah. Some huge move. Just retribution level destruction of the venue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know your picks for Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man Randy's Sanger. Shut <laughs> up. That is not getting a pop from me. The streak is over. Is over. <laughs> I, I'd love... Six years of bollocks and you've just... <laughs> 
I, I don't listen to you. I need a prediction from somebody else. I need to get somebody over from Orlando to save that. Oh! Hey, hey, he's ah, he's stuck. Hi, Starks. All right, um, <laughs> So, it's the match that everyone's waiting for. The match beyond, as I call it. <laughs> well, I think War Games, Starks. It's bigger. Yeah, NXT never really did get War Games right, did they? It's, you know, <laughs> this could be promoted in collaboration with Conrad Thompson. Sanger's last match. <laughs> Jim Crockett promotions. You can't. Accumulate all that experience without being at the end. Who have you got? Have you got the last outlaw or the hot young stud? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go with uh, the man who got the name who rhymes with the Don. I gotta go with the Von. Jesus, Stacks. <laughs> all right, Stacks. <laughs> I think I drank enough water today. <laughs> So, right, okay, so in Starks' mind, and it's his own, something that rhymes with <laughs> that the guy likes. Okay, I, I can see that, Starks, I can see that, Starks. What do you think the future holds for uh, the Dan and NXT? Uh, you think the, the bright future for the family? Well, Starks, <laughs> well, actually, mm. let me answer your question with a question. <laughs> Now, unfortunately, and this is genuinely, earnestly, like, unfortunate, yeah. like Tony D'Angelo was reported to have been injured recently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking awful nervous, Stax. Do you know what happened? Hey, uh, I may have heard something from our buddy backstage. <laughs> but you know what? You want to know more about that? You got to join us for the preview next week. Uh, L T S T A C L T Stacks. Lawrence Dale Stacks. Catch your boys later. Bye Stacks. Bye Stacks. Oh wait a minute. You know where I can get my parking validated around here? Bye hacks. I was going to ask him another question, but he, uh, <laughs> he decided to say he, that. He had a question of his own. He decided to say that. Um, yeah. I wonder how that works, because as I understood it, Stax <laughs> takes Tony D Airlines from Orlando direct to Newcastle, yeah. and I'm assuming gets an Uber straight to the office and back again to catch his plane. Why in the Stax universe would he need a car? If only he was here and he could answer my question. Why would Stax need to have his parking validated when he uses exclusively uh, public track? No, taxis and his own airline. That's near a door opening. Good question, Michael. Can we just open the door again? <laughs> just in case I'm I, I opened it twice there, I think. Actually, I walked through the forbidden door. By you ever do that thing where you uh, you you drive the work and forget you've driven the work? But it's like the opposite of that. I thought I drove. I saw a car out there. I was like, well, that, that's my whip. That's my ride. Huh? Well, it wasn't. It was uh, somebody else's car. So if you drive a Renault Clio, apologies to you. I have keyed the shit out of it. <laughs> Why would you get your own car? Stacks leaves his mark everywhere he goes. <laughs> 
you okay, Stacks? <laughs> he needs some more water. He needs some more water. Um, well, we're previewing NXT. We are, oh, we are really running out of time here. Um, have you got anything planned for a night show before you go? Just soon? Just say, uh, don't blink or you'll miss the Stagmeister. <laughs> Bye, Stacks. So, let us know your <laughs> ahead of. <laughs> The new look, NXT. No, not yet. Uh, NXT 2 tonight on Twitter. Uh, what called WWE. Watch that you can follow all three. The character, ones. isn't he? You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Michael Sidgwick at... Um, Sidgwick. Not gonna, got another nearly 40 minutes out of this. At Adam Wilmore for me on Twitter. At WhatCultureWWE for all of us. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling. Where we podcast from. The daily wrestling podcast. Our raw review is available you right now. You think they practice mid-rolls at the performance center. We're the masters of them on this. <laughs> Who knows, maybe Stax will show up on our <laughs> predictions for who the white rabbit is no, on won't. WWE, but I totally oh, doubt that. I don't think YouTube's ready for Stax, to be honest. <laughs> but what culture wrestling review get your podcast from? For daily wrestling podcast, so now this has been the NXT preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thanks to Stax. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.